Here we are. Welcome back. We are in the same room. This is the first and the last time that we will be in the same room for a very long time. I know. This is really emotional, honestly. This is the last episode we're recording in the same city, even, so. I guess we should do the intro? Hey guys, what's up? And welcome to 20-something podcast. I'm Mary Hannah. And I'm Tiana. And, yeah, well, before we jump in, let me just... (laughs) This weekend, Tiana and I have really just been hit in the face with our (laughs) problems. We're not doing too well. No, I'm... Potentially have broken my toe slash whatever the heck the bottom of your foot is. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I'm having some car drama. So um, if you know me, you know that I attract car drama like bees to a honey pot. I couldn't think of a better metaphor. <laughs> not like the plague. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, we're great. We're doing super awesome. Speaking of doing great. convenient for this episode. <laughs> so on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about mental health. We're just going to be talking about our experience with it, how we've dealt with it, that kind of stuff. And we actually asked y'all to send in some questions as well. So we're going to answer some of those. So, yeah. So, yeah, let's just get cracking. We're just... not going to have a little whatever segment about TV shows because we kind of we kind of did that already, just the two of us. And uh, I don't really feel like repeating everything no. I just said about the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. So. so, sorry if that's your favorite part. I doubt it is. So, probably okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, let's just start off with talking about, like, a brief overview of our problems. Let's give them an overview of our problems. Okay, do you want to start? I'll start, yeah. Um, so, ooh, how do I even begin? I mean, I guess I'll just give you the SparkNotes version. Yeah. Like, I have struggled with anxiety my entire life. I started dealing with anxiety and depression in high school, and I didn't really acknowledge it until college, though. So, it was just kind of something that I dealt with without dealing with it Mm. if that makes sense yeah so um it didn't really get bad until my junior year of high school and then um but then it 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 wasn't affecting my life too too much well that's not even true I literally left school and then (laughs) switched school (laughs) I was fine and then (laughs) (laughs) I um left school on a Tuesday and never came back um no but I mean I did finish school I just didn't finish it at the place that I was at because it was not good for me. Um, But college is when it really kind of hit me. Um, I was having a lot of issues um, with my family. My family was going through some pretty hard stuff um, my sophomore year, and that's when it was really bad. Um, I'm doing good now, right now, but I, it's very on and off for me. I have, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty inconsistent I don't there's not usually a lot of triggers a lot of well usually the trigger for me with my depression is just being stressed or being overly tired um when I go through phases where I'm super super busy and I get exhausted that's when I start to kind of spiral down so um for me I've gotten a lot better at at realizing when that's happening um so that it doesn't get worse but um still not like I'm in control. <laughs> I, I don't have that, but 
Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the Sparknotes version. I'll get into, like, details later. Yeah. No, that's good. Well, not good thing with it, though, but that was a good <laughs> that's summary. That's awesome. I love that for I'm you. I'm so glad that you're going through this. Um, <laughs> okay, so I guess for me, I've been dealing with anxiety and depression since, like, middle school-ish, and it's definitely evolved because when I was younger, my anxiety and depression came together. It was a package deal, and now they're, like, separate. And I think that started at the end of high school where, like, if I was anxious, I wouldn't become depressed. Like, mm-hmm. when I was younger, whenever, like, my anxiety was bad, I would become depressed from that. So, like you are saying, like, if you were stressed, like, it mm-hmm. triggers your depression. And it's not really like that for me anymore. They're pretty separate, which is interesting. And it's, like, it's a different beast for me to battle. Um, but, yeah, I think... But I'm in a really interesting stage right now because I'm recovering from a concussion, which is a brain injury, and there's, like, effects from that and after it, and it's just all very interesting. And every time I... Well, let me rewind. Like Tiana said, like, hers is very inconsistent. Mine is the same thing. Like, I could be depressed for a month or, like, a day. Mm-hmm. Like, I never, like, really know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um... And that's still something I'm learning on trying to control it and not let it, like, just ruin my day and stuff like that. But I think right now for me, I'm in, like, a weird transition phase with my mental health and dealing with it differently than I have before, Um, which we'll get, which we'll talk about momentarily. But, but yeah, so, also... We forgot to do a disclaimer, but... Oh, yeah. We are not psychiatrists, psychologists, counselors, any of that stuff. This Neither is of us have any... Um, doctorate. Health education <laughs> yeah. at all. We just have our own personal experiences, so that's what we're sharing. Yeah, and we're we've not had... telling you what to do or not to do. We're just giving you our experience and what we found helps us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like it's it's really good to have people who understand what you're going through but also we would never wish this upon anybody else Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so also if like anyone has questions or just needs to talk and you don't know who to talk to we're here so you can dm us and we are here to talk to you so yes there's that Mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty much like why we're doing this episode just so y'all know what's up because it's also Mental Health Awareness Month. Did you know that? It is. Yes, I did know that. Just right at the end, bopping this ep- episode into the month. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to start with a question. Um, and this one's going to kind of be a little bit a little bit of asking, of reading you guys' questions and answering them, and a little bit of just us talking about how we do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first question is, have you gone to therapy? And the answer for both of us is yes. Yeah. So many a time, <laughs> I've had four therapists. I have lifetime. had two. So, what was your experience like? So my first one was um, my sophomore year, and they were at school. It was a therapist like at the school, mm-hmm. and sophomore year of college, not high school. And 
I, she was nice. She was kind. I didn't really like her because she had me do a lot of worksheets and stuff. And I didn't really feel like I was talking about the things that I wanted to be talking about, which is partially on me, but also partially on her. Mm-hmm. And so um, it wasn't until... And so I stopped going. I ghosted her. I ghosted my therapist, which I know happens. People, I know I'm not the only one that's done that. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and that's okay if you do that. But um, maybe just shoot him an email. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you don't have to, um, but maybe do that. Um uh, and so I went and saw her for about a month or two, so not very long, and then I ghosted her because I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere, and I didn't go see one again until last year, um, last summer, and last summer I was not okay, uh, at all, and, <laughs> um, and it wasn't really that my life wasn't okay, like, actually, everything was fine, um, I was just really not okay mentally. I was having a lot of issues um, just in general. Like, I was... mm, We really don't know what was going on, but I do think that some of it was, like, a hormonal imbalance. And so... And I was just not a nice person to be around either because I was so not okay with myself that it was hard for me to be okay with other people. So I was yeah. pretty, pretty difficult, I would say. Um, the people around me would probably agree. So um, I'm a difficult person in general anyway. Oh though. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine me just not being okay and being difficult. It's not fun. So I went and saw a different therapist and I really liked her. Um, I, she, so I had a friend recommend her to me. And so I went and saw her and there were no worksheets involved and it was very nice <laughs> and, and she just made me feel very heard and understood and the things that I was like scared to talk about because I didn't feel like they were valid she validated them and um and yeah it just helped me realize that the things I was struggling with were okay to struggle with because I am somebody who tends to be very hard on themselves And so I kind of make my issues worse because I don't voice them first off. And then second off, I make myself feel bad for having them in the first place. Yeah, that's how I am too. And so going and talking to her and realizing it's okay to talk about them and that it doesn't make me a bad person to feel angry at someone or to feel hurt by someone. It doesn't make me a bad person, which is something that I was feeling a lot of at that time. So... Yeah, that's kind of my experience. I don't see her right now, um, but, I mean, I definitely think that it helped, and, like, I totally would go see her again. I just haven't had time to make an appointment with the pandemic and all, so, but <laughs> she's you, great. Corona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, out of the, so, mm, I started going to therapy in sixth grade because my parentals thought it would be a good idea and I went and um absolutely hated it terrible terrible experience um so I really just didn't like my first therapist and a lot of people have that problem I've heard a lot of horror stories of people going to therapy and just having a bad experience and then just hating it for the rest of their lives which I totally understand because I've been there and I cannot stand that woman I've 
I think I've blocked that part of my life out of my memory because it was so bad. Um, and then my next, like, every other therapist I've had has been really great. And I've just switched because they've been out of practice and, like, I've moved. I've gone to college and stuff like that. But, I mean, for me, like, every season I've been in it, it's been helpful. And one of the things I kind of regret is, like, just stop going when I'm fine. I wish... Like, I just would have kept going even when I was okay. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like, that's almost when it's the most beneficial because you can grow more. And so, yeah, for me it's helpful because, like, Tiana, I don't really voice my opinion. Or I don't really say how I'm feeling a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. I like to bottle it up and explode. Um, I did, that is what I do. Yeah, and then I also deal with a lot of, like, guilt and shame from having mental health problems mm-hmm. and therapy has just helped immensely even though it is hard like yeah you do have to make the decision to go which I think that was the problem with my first therapist is because I didn't want to go same I was just rejecting the idea of it the whole time I was there and so it wasn't helpful so I mean the thing with like mental health that I want to touch on briefly is that you have to make the decision to get better mm-hmm like you have to help yourself because no one else can tell you what to do in right. this like situation. Like, and they also can't make you better. Like yeah. other people cannot fix you. And so and this is like a, a little harsh, but also I I mean it is something that needs to be said is like don't don't just gripe about having an issue and not be willing to fix it cuz if you have it that's okay. But don't be that person that's just, well, I'm sad and depressed and, like, I can't do anything about it. You can, and it's hard, but you have to be willing. Like, you have to be willing to get help. Because I, I wasn't willing for a long time. Because part mm-hmm. of me was in denial that I had issues. I was like, no, I'm just yeah. sad. And people get sad. And I was, like, also going through a lot. And I was like, well, it makes sense that I'm going through a yeah, lot. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. can be mean and grouchy and withdrawn. And nobody can tell me otherwise. But that's really not the case. Like, I was miserable. People around me were miserable. So. Mm -hmm. It's also, like, like, totally okay to go to therapy. It doesn't mean that you're broken on the inside. Well, I mean, we are all broken. I I mean, well, okay, yes. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) But, like. (laughs) It doesn't make you more broken than the person next to you. Yeah, exactly. So. Good job. Boom. Okay. So go to therapy if you want to go. Yeah. It's hard, but definitely go if you want to. Like if you if you've been de- if you've been debating on going or not, you should go. And also, if your parents are kind of like eh, about it, yeah. they're like, oh, "Well, I don't really think you have a problem." I I do. Okay, I do have a friend whose parents are very strange about her mental health, and she yeah. deals with a lot of anxiety. And her parents don't think that it's real. They tell her that she just needs to kind of get over it. They'd be in denial. Yeah, and they won't let her go to therapy or get medication. And she definitely should go to therapy and potentially get medication. Like, that's really rough. And I really don't know, like... I don't either. I think it... Know that you're not alone if your parents... Like, don't allow people to tell you that there's nothing wrong with you if you know there is. Yeah. And your parents are included in that. Don't let your parents tell you that mm-hmm. i mean don't ignore your parents but also sometimes you know sometimes, yourself better sometimes they're not right <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> <Exclamation mark. laughs> 
point. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, with the whole medication thing and mental health, like, I people have their different opinions on that, and I, and I've struggled with, like, how mm-hmm. I feel about this as well. Me too. Um, because I think for people, like, on the outside, including myself, like, looking at medication, I'm like, okay, well, like, do you actually need it? And that's how I felt for, like, mm-hmm. most of my life dealing with this. I'm like, I don't need it, I don't need it, I don't need it. And I've just, like, pushed it Same. off. And I'm at the point where I, like, I've done everything I can, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I literally, Tiana and I were talking about this last week because I was like, I just, like, I don't know what else to do. And I think, here's the thing with medication. You're not, like, you you are putting a Band-Aid on the wound, but you're also working on that wound so when you take the band-aid off it is better yeah and so my experience with medication was for a long time and I'm I'm lucky I don't have a parent that's like no you're fine and you don't need anything like my mom was always kind of the one to push me and be like go to therapy yes yeah, go to the doctor get medication if you need it she would ask me every time I would start spiraling she'd be like do you want to go see someone about getting medicated and I would say no every time because mm-hmm. every time I was like I pulled myself out of this last time I can do it again yeah and, well, and it just seems like the like the worst option yes. like, like it's like the last resort type of thing where you're like yeah. well if there's nothing else I can do yeah and that's really not always true because here's the deal is that medication okay first of all depression and anxiety are chemical imbalances in your head and the medication is literally there to fix the imbalance so like <laughs> If you so, can hear me snapping, that's what's going on right now. So, you're, it's, it is helping that imbalance. So, it li- like it will help. It will. And mm-hmm. there are some medications that are more addictive than others and all that. So, there is something, like, definitely see a doctor. Don't just be like, well, I'll take something and, like... Yeah, because I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do that. Like, go see someone. But I'll finish saying this if you have something to say. Yeah. But I have my little spiel on that is, like... I wasn't willing for a really long time to take it because, and it was okay, like, I didn't need to necessarily, but this past semester, I started having the worst stomach problems. I've always had stomach problems, but they these were unbearable. Like, my stomach was not okay. I felt like I was going to throw up at all times. I couldn't dance properly in school, so finally I had some of my friends, and they were like, Tiana... My heart rate was up also. My heart rate was up all the time. I was basically panicking for weeks, like, without stopping. I would be sitting in a chair, not doing anything, and my heart rate was, like, at 130, sitting down, doing literally nothing, because I was just in a a state of panic at all times, because I was so anxious. And I, my eating was all over the place, because my stomach was in so much pain. So finally, I had friends who were like, do you know that your issue is that you are anxious and you should probably go to the doctor? And I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It'll go away. And for weeks they were like, seriously, I will drive you to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So finally I go and the doctor was like, interesting that you have all these stomach problems. And basically my anxiety was so bad that it was the acid. So your your stomach is directly linked to your like brain and all of that like the way that that Your works yeah so when for me it's not like this for everyone but for me I was so anxious to the point where my stomach acid was completely imbalanced and it was eating the inside of my stomach 
and so my stomach lining was destroyed. I was on the verge of getting a stomach ulcer because I was so anxious. And so I was not medicated at this point. The doctor was like, yo, I'm going to give you this medication for your stomach to fix this acid issue you're having. (laughs) And then he was like, also, I'm going to give you this medication to help your anxiety. And I was like, huh. And I just kind of took it and I was like, okay, I guess I will go get that. And up until that point, I hadn't even been thinking about getting medication for my anxiety. And then he was just like, you need this or your stomach is going to eat itself. And I was like, hmm, okay, okay. cool. <laughs> Maybe I should take it then. And I've been taking it since and it's been probably about six months. Um, and it's helped a lot. My stomach still has problems, but I don't have an ulcer. So we're good. Mm-hmm. And it has helped a lot. And I am a much better functioning because basically it was causing me to be so dysfunctional. I was having issues doing anything because I was so anxious that I couldn't, I like every time I got in the car, I would start panicking. Every time I was in class, I would like zone out because I was panicking. Don't ask me about what I don't know. Like I was just panicking at all times. And so Mm -hmm. just having that, and I wasn't depressed at that time. I was just so anxious. It was destroying my body. And so that is my experience with medication and why I did end up taking it because originally I probably wouldn't have. Yeah. yeah but don't yeah. wait till your body is eating itself, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> true that. Because literally, like, my freshman year, I was having, like, nerve problems. Like, they they literally thought I had MS because it was, like, so bad. I'd, like, have, like, like tingling all down, like, my no. right side of my body. Turns out it was anxiety-related. And I got put on medication for it. Thank you. I'm off of it now. But I don't know. Like, that's what's weird about this whole, like, mental health thing is, like, it can literally affect your body. I don't think we are educated enough on what anxiety can do to you because I I thought I was just having a stomach issue. And I wasn't relating it to my anxiety at all Mm -hmm. until my friend was, like, and my friend is going to med school. Like, she's very smart. And she was, like, Tiana... Yeah. This is definitely your anxiety. And I was like, no, it can't be. Because I wasn't mean? educated on it. So yeah. I, I just didn't, I didn't think that anxiety could do that to my stomach. Like, I just had no reason to think that. Mm-hmm. Turns out, it can. Uh-huh. And I'm telling you, it's not fun. So don't wait for that to happen. Because yeah. then also I couldn't have coffee. Because that was bad for my tummy. Yeah, that was, that was a really rough time. It was not good. Yeah. Oh, hello? My stomach just growled. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but it just growled so loud. I haven't eaten yet today. We love that. Yeah. I'm hungry, too. Anyways. Um, so, the next question is, what are some coping mechanisms, and do they work? Before I get into my coping mechanisms, I just want to say that this is literally something I wrote down, so please applaud after I say this. Got coping it. is meant... To be expressive, not repressive. Yeah. Bars. Yeah, literally. Absolute bars. (laughs) Let me just drop the mic. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, like, coping is not meant to disregard how you feel, and it's not really meant to distract you from what's going on. While at times it can be healthy to do, well, at times it can be healthy to distract yourself. I think definitely with anxiety it is good to distract yourself because you get in your head so much. Yeah, I agree. Go go on that walk with that friend and talk about something that's not related at all to what you're anxious about. Because yeah. 
anxiety is Most of the time, not logical yeah. and so it is good to stop thinking about it because you could literally you could talk yourself into so much stuff by letting your anxiety spiral so many things mm-hmm. could go wrong if you let your anxiety run yeah and like for me something that really helps is journaling that's probably like my number one thing that I do because I'm someone who I have to internally and externally process and so journaling is always like my number one thing that I do to like process something but um I also have to talk about it with someone even if it is like Mm -hmm. an irrational like anxiety thing I have to like say a little bit and then and then they talk me off the ledge yeah and guys if you are not someone that has these issues but you have a friend that does and you know they're being irrational just let them get it out yeah let them don't shut them down and be like you're being stupid and irrational don't like let them get it out and then go through and talk them through why why that isn't something mm-hmm. they should be scared of because the reason a lot of people don't talk about it is because they know it sounds crazy and they don't want to be called crazy and they don't want to be looked down on because they have these irrational thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And like it's good at least for me to let myself like feel those things mm-hmm. and just be there for them honestly like you don't have to give like your two cents yeah all the time especially if it's depression and you don't fully understand like it's the worst thing when someone like tries to be like don't be sad don't be sad be happy i'm like shut up (laughs) 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 yeah yeah i don't know like you can draw you can paint i like to write poetry okay also recognize actually me too recognizing (laughs) (laughs) recognizing that not everyone i mean i know there are a lot of creatives that listen to this and so recognizing that everybody is a creative you it doesn't have to be art maybe you are a runner maybe running does help maybe that is your coping mechanism exercising is one of mine yes yeah i think that exercising doesn't necessarily help my anxiety but it does help when i'm depressed and so yeah, oh, the, yeah, yeah. There's different things that help yeah, different too. thing, different issues that I'm having. So, in general, though, drawing, um, not painting because it frustrates me. So it actually makes my anxiety worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, drawing, poetry, journaling, music is a huge one for me. This whole semester, mm-hmm. I was so incredibly anxious. It was ridiculous. My roommate could tell you, I had music playing in the shower. I had music playing on my walks to class that were literally five minutes long. Like, any time I could have music blasting, it was blasting. Yeah. At all times. Mm-hmm. Because that not only gets my mind off of things, but it is... It's a mood booster it, as yeah. well. And it also just being able to, like, sing along or, like, scream along if you need to. Like You need to have a little dance party. Yes. Literally just do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, me and my friends blasted One Direction for probably two hours one night when I was not okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, like, literally whenever I'm sad, <laughs> like, this morning I was sad. Not I wasn't <laughs> depressed, but I was just, like, a little upset about my foot hurting really badly, and I just put on New Girl, and I just said, yes, yes this is my everything. Like, that is, like, my go-to mm-hmm. I'm not okay show. Mine Whenever is probably, I'm, like, like a something. Disney Channel show. Like, Wizards of Waverly Place or something. <laughs> I did not mean to just hate you that. Guys, Miranda just slapped me. <laughs> because I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> she slapped me out of agreeance. I always hit people when I agree with them, Loki. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I love that. Slapped him in the face. Tap. So just Ooh. punches them to the ground. <laughs> also, another, like, good thing when you're, like, feeling low or whatever is to force yourself to hang out with other people. And something that I kind of struggle with oh, when doing too. this is being like, okay, well, I'm in such a bad place. I don't want them. You're like, oh, I don't want to bring them down. Yeah, I don't like, want to, like. I'm going to ruin the, like, yeah. the vibe and, like, the mood and, and stuff. And maybe you will. Maybe you But you, you will. won't know if you say no. Yeah, and also, if your friends are really your friends, then you can just be like, hey, like, I'm not having mm-hmm. a good day mentally, like, but can't, like, let me just hang out with y'all and, like, I know that will help. Yeah. And, Let's just, like, not talk about it, maybe, mm-hmm. or whatever, like... And anxiety also allow... Like, if you have really good friends that understand or that you can explain to how your anxiety manifests physically... So, for me, when I'm anxious, I pop off really easily. Like, I pop off all the time when I'm anxious. Irritability is I am huge. <laughs> so snappy when yeah, I'm anxious. And that's something that I... <laughs> is not fun for me and it's not fun for anyone else because literally I could be sitting in the car driving down the road and it's somebody else driving and they will go the wrong way and I will immediately like lose my head because I'm like that was the wrong way and they're like okay well then I'll just turn around I'm like oh my gosh like I just start like (laughs) it's 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 a lot and the so, same way. yeah, so Somebody like, breathe too loudly, and I'm yes, like, why are you you're doing like, this what right now? The heck <laughs> is that? So, if so, if you know that your anxiety appears that way, let them know. Like, if I snap to, like, if I am popping off, just know that I'm probably anxious about something. Maybe don't pop off back at me. Yeah, just like let it go. Yeah, yeah, like. You can either ask, like, what's making you anxious, or you can just kind of not respond. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, for me, when I'm, like, in a, a season of depression, I, like, shut down in social situations a lot mm-hmm. of the times. Which I, I feel like... Same, same, same. With anxiety and depression, that's, like, very common. Um, but just let your friends know, because I've gone periods of times with not letting anyone know, mm-hmm. and then they'll, like... I'll be like, yeah, I just didn't have that good week. And they'll be like, yeah, I kind of noticed, but I, like, thought it was yeah. because of this or whatever. Like, just, like, be open. Like, because it makes yeah. them... Because some people just, like, don't always see it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like, it's literally... It's okay if they don't understand. Yeah. It, You're not asking them to understand you. You're just asking yeah. them to be patient. Or, yeah. You might not even be asking them anything at all. You're just like, here's something to be aware of. Yeah, here's just what's going on. And if they're your friend, they they care and they want to be aware, so. Exactly, because anytime I'd we like... Do- the next question, this will be short and sweet. How do you keep going? You Girl, just you just do. do. You, just, you just do. You have no choice, That's honestly. like, really, you really don't. Because for me, if I stop, if I let myself... So, in school, if I let myself skip one class... Because, and I had a very limited amount of classes I was allowed to skip. We were literally allowed, and this is an issue with this system in particular, because there is so much sickness and mental health that they just don't really regard necessarily. But um, if you miss three days, the entire semester you get three days. And if you miss more than three, they immediately drop you a letter grade. So I would force myself to go to a lot of things that I didn't really feel that I was actually capable of going to, Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to lose the grade. Um, while I'm saying don't sacrifice your mental health for a good grade, don't do that. 
It's not worth it. I promise. It's really not. But also, if you let yourself skip one thing, yeah, yeah, you it just keep slowly, going. Yeah, you you're just... like, oh, well, I skipped that last thing and it didn't have any really big repercussions. Like, oh, I didn't turn in that homework, but like, eh, it's okay. Like, it will, I promise you, it will stack up. <laughs> you're just like slowly letting yourself go if you do that yeah. stuff. And staying busy is key oh, yeah. to oh, being yeah. healthy. Keeping myself busy. That is that it's is the, how I that thrive. That is the dream, honestly. Because <laughs> like, really, when it gets bad, is when I have time to sit and wallow, aka quarantine. Yeah, and that is why we are having this. This, this is why we're talking about this. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. This is the last question before we get into a DMs that somebody sent us. But someone asked, "How do you determine if you had an eating disorder?" And I put in parentheses slash like any mental health. If you're issues, asking the question, then you probably, you might, yeah, you probably yeah. have symptoms of it and you're borderline, if not already diagnosable. So go ahead and go see someone about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I know for me, it was really when I started Googling it, first of all, the fact that I Googled it, that was probably the first indicator. Second one would be once you read the symptoms, you're like, and, and any of them sound like you for body dysmorphia, orthorexia, all of those, like, yeah, they, then you probably do have some, some, some form of it. So go ahead and seek help. Um, mm-hmm. because those, those, you really should go see a counselor or something because yes, you can pull yourself out of it on your own. Um, but it will eat you alive before you do. Um, and it'll, those, those are also mental disorders. They are, I think a lot of times people disregard them because they're like, well, I'm not a stick, so I'm okay. Yeah. It has nothing to do with your weight. It has nothing to do with how you look. It's not a physical disease. It, those, that is a symptom, but it, it does not have anything to do with that. Um, so don't, don't let yourself think that oh, well, I don't look sick enough to determine if you are, for sure. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that, that was something that was, that was the old-fashioned way of dealing with it, and there were a lot of, like, criteria you used to have to meet to qualify as anorexic or bulimic or all of those things, and um, those are no lot like, that is not, that's mm-hmm. not what it is anymore. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my two cents on that. Basically, someone DM'd us about popularizing... Romanticizing. Yeah, romanticizing. And they mentioned that it's really big on TikTok. And I I agree that TikTok has kind of started this. Romanticizing mental disorders because it's trendy and because it will get you clout, essentially. Like, it makes you, quote-unquote, like, relatable for having problems Mm -hmm. and whatever. Which... I could literally go off. <laughs> go I'm, off. I'm about to go, go off. off. Go ahead. Where do I even begin? I don't even know. Well, because... I First of all, let me start with the fact that I have deleted TikTok now probably five times since first downloading it originally. And I honestly think if there's an app that you have to delete that many times in the a span of that, like, six months, keep it off your phone. I'm just saying that now. Like, <laughs> keep it off your phone. If you... 
if it affects your mental health so much that you delete it and then re re-download it just because it's addicting, just just yeah. just keep it off your phone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna re-download it. If I do, slap me. Oh, I will. I'll come across because I have had to delete it, and every time I've deleted it, it is for my mental health. So keep it off your phone if you have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the Let thing just, with I'm just saying that. I feel like this all started when 13 Reasons Why came out. Oh, I don't know if that is, but I feel like... I, it, yeah, go ahead. I, I didn't even think of that. Go ahead. I do feel like it, it is, and I did watch that. I, I, I which is why it. it was such a controversial show. Yeah, because they romanticized it, mm-hmm. and I actually watched it, which was literally the dumbest thing I've ever done I in my life. I also watched it. I didn't watch the second season. Oh, such a trigger. Mm, bad, bad. Um, if you struggle with mental health, or you feel like you do, or you think maybe you do... Straight Don't watch up, it. Yeah, straight up. And you probably already have because everyone kind of did because everybody yeah. was making such a big deal out of it. Because I watched it out of curiosity and yeah, then I got same. and then I got hooked and so then I finished mm-hmm. it and then after I finished it I was like I never want to watch anything like that ever again. So and then I was depressed. I was just like, I felt icky. I was like not okay. After I was okay after, it. but I just felt like ugh. Yeah. It's okay if you didn't feel blah after watching it, but like, not not shaming you, but also don't watch it. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend. I, I do feel we like we don't recommend what, it. I do think that's like, maybe it didn't start making it trendy, but I feel like that's kind of what kickstarted mm-hmm. it. And I don't think it's wrong to talk about mental health on social no. media and stuff. That's it should be talked about. Yeah, it should be talked about, but and that's obviously what we're doing right now. But there is a line of trying to make it like cool and mental like, health issues aren't cool guys no they're not fun they're not okay and oh <laughs> hey, this is so needs mad to go off so i don't even know like how i'm just it just angered me so much because some this is mm, this might come across poorly but just Give don't your best shot yeah okay i feel like a lot of times when i see people post like that kind of stuff on tiktok or whatever on Instagram. I'm like, okay, are you, like, really, though? It makes it seem so ingenuine. Mm-hmm. When you use, like, that cute sound effect and all of that. Yeah, and like, you, like, what? clearly put on a cute outfit and did your mm-hmm. makeup. Like, like I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> like. Okay, if you're really depressed, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe you do have problems, but I'm, I promise you. Putting it on TikTok is not going to solve your problem. And getting, getting sympathy from Getting other sympathy people. and getting followers is not going to fix your issue. It might honestly make it worse. I've seen that happen yeah. too. And so do not... If that's your coping mechanism, that is a coping mechanism you do not... You should not be using. It's not a coping mechanism. No. It's, n- it's a numb. It's, you're numbing yeah. the pain by doing that. You're ignoring it. You're numbing it. You're avoiding actually dealing with it by going to see someone. Like... The people on TikTok, the 15-year-olds on TikTok are not your therapist, guys. Oh, retweet. Do not. Don't do not post your mental health problem on TikTok so that you get comments from other other young people about it. That is not going to fix the issue. Yeah. It's not, it's not something to romanticize. Nope. On an app. Nope. You can talk about it on an app if you feel like... It needs to be talked about or there should be some sort of community community built around it but mm-hmm. that the way that it is perform it is a performance on tiktok and it shouldn't be yeah yeah because 
It also makes... And other places, too. I mean, this happens on Instagram, too, and other places, but I do think TikTok is the main culprit in this situation. Yeah. Because it... For people who are dealing with it and trying to get better, it kind of makes it seem like not that big of a deal, almost. Mm -hmm. You're like, haha, oh, me too. Like, no. no. (laughs) Like, it's not funny. It should not be, like... I do feel like I've seen a lot of TikToks where it's not even romanticized. They make it, like, a joke. Yeah, like yeah, if you, yeah. like the They do ones... the, the one that's like, ding, ding, Yes, ding. yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry? Why? <laughs> Come <Why>? again? <laughs> I'm, uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, so. I'm like, do you need a hug? But, yeah. So, if you feel like you're using TikTok as your therapy to feel not alone or get your little whatever out there maybe don't yeah maybe probably not (laughs) maybe probably don't do that yeah i don't know it's a whole thing but i do understand that mindset yeah and Uh, yeah it's just a matter of i think lack of education yeah Yeah. like being a little bit ignorant Mm -hmm. in the topic and maybe you do have that but i i mean it is possible to have that condition and still be ignorant on it yeah no for sure because i mean I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. Like, you don't know until you do, so yeah, that's okay. Yeah. But educate yourselves. And TikTok, TikTok is not an education system. Unless it's recipes. Okay. True. Do you watch Jason Derula's recipes? No. Oh my gosh, he literally... <laughs> this man... This man cooks the most heinous, like... Recipe. They're all sugar. All of them. Like he puts like Snickers bars and Oreos and like all this stuff into one thing, and you're like, that is diabetes on a plate. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, okay. They're intense. I don't know how he is so fit, honestly. Because he's a man. (laughs) (laughs) True. I'm wrong. You're correct. I feel like we've said everything. If you guys want us to do a part two, or you want to talk about this more. Yeah, we're... We are open for that. Just yeah. shoot us a DM. Or a message. Please. Or text us if you know us personally. Yeah, I mean... Know that you're not alone. Yeah. If you aren't sure or feel invalidated or feel like... Your feelings are valid. Yeah, they are. And if you feel not okay, that, like, it's okay to feel yeah. that way. And you're not, you're not making it up. It's mm-hmm. not all in your head. I mean, well, technically it is in your head, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And also try to give yourself grace when mm-hmm. you are feeling like yeah, that. Don't, so. don't, do, don't do what we do and make yourself feel, feel guilty yeah. for being upset. It's not, not a good time. And try to surround yourself with people who are understanding and like willing to walk with you as well. Um, yeah, for sure. Let's lighten the mood a little bit by reading a review. Well, no. if it's good. No, <laughs> Unless it's mean. Okay, wait. Let, let's we see. should do a thing. If we ever get mean ones, we should just read them for fun. I, I want to read hate comments. No, time. don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> this one says, So refreshing to have college students take the initiative to do something positive. The topics and insight have been incredible so far, and I can't wait for more episodes. Oh, that's sweet. That's really sweet. Aww. Thank you. I feel like... I do overhype myself in my head about what I have to say on things. Like, I'm like, I have stuff to say, and people should hear it. And, like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's literally why we started this. Yeah. I have literally so much to say. Yeah. You don't have to listen to it, though, I guess. So, if you... I guess that's the thing, is, like, don't listen if you don't like it. True. 
Yeah. I but also hope this subscribe. Is <laughs> I also pick me, choose me, love me. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us. Like the people people who have reached out and like said and like given such great encouragement, like thank you so much. And just Yeah. The lit like the fact that people are listening, like, even that means so much, but... You're the reason why we're, like, we're literally still doing like, this. Like, we wouldn't keep doing this if people had been, like, you guys aren't very good at that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they, they are thinking that, but they haven't said it, so thank you for not saying that, because <laughs> we're still going. Yeah. So, leave a review. Please, please, please leave a review. Give us five stars. Follow us on Instagram at 20.something.podcast. And... Um. Yeah, we love you guys so much. We really do. Here's to being 20-something. Bye.